are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Guys, it's the NFL Draft, but this is an MLB podcast, so we won't be talking about the NFL Draft on here. But if you want to talk to me about the NFL Draft, I'm a Saints fan. If you want to talk about the Cardinals Draft pick, what the Saints do, or about any team in the NFL Draft, just go hit me up on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, at LockdownDimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for what I want to talk about today on today's MLB podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks. I want to recap last night's game. I actually want to recap the last two games. I have some thoughts, have some takeaways about the last couple of games. I want to shine a little light on Caleb Smith. And then I want to wrap up the pod with a discussion about the Pioneer League and what they're doing now in extra innings. That is going against the grain. And I want to know what you traditionalists have to say about it. Or unless you're more of that new, new school mode new school mindset, let me know too. Again, follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. But first, this episode is brought to you by Lockroom. Download the app and join me this weekend. Not sure if I'm going live Saturday or Sunday, but you'll know on Twitter when I tweet it out. And you don't want to miss the action when we go live on Lockroom because Lockroom is changing the way we talk about sports. Now, let's first start with last night's game. Uh, in our recap before we get to Tuesday's game, I'm trying to remember what day it is, but let's first start with last night's game because it was not a pretty game by the D-backs last night. Hold on, let me get my get all my notes in order. I thought they were in order. Oh, my notes are all messed up over here, out of order. But the D-backs lost last night's game 12-3. to uh, not a not a good showing by the D-backs last night. They jumped out to the early 2-0 lead. Riley Smith was looking great on the mound, just cruising. I don't have his pitch count here in terms of by inning because I remember listening on the broadcast. It was like 7 pitches, 10 pitches, 8 pitches, 9 pitches. Like He was just moving through these innings, and then it just all fell apart for him uh, in the 5th inning. So through those 4 innings, Riley Smith was just cruising last night. I, I mean, he only threw 46 pitches on the night, so that lets you know until that fifth inning, he, he only had about 38 pitchers or something going into that fifth inning. I don't have the exact number here, but he was working quickly, efficiently last night. And then in that fifth inning, everything just kind of fell apart for Riley Smith. I don't really understand why. He started giving up the hard contact watching the game. Uh, the, the Padres were able to start teeing off on him. Maybe it was that second time through the lineup. Didn't work out for him because Riley Smith was cruising. Then all of a sudden, he was just giving up hits. And 
The Padres could not be stopped in the fifth inning. I was ready to wave the white flag and mercy rule because it was a pretty disgusting inning. It was like watching a horror movie. I had to have one hand over one eye and then just barely look through the other hand through the cracks in my fingers because I did not want to watch that inning anymore. I was ready to turn off the game because before that inning, after four innings, I was ready to hit send on my tweet. Look at the D-backs, right? Ready to call out Javier Reyes. Ready to just, you know, uh, explode with joy and glory. Even though it was early in the game, I just felt the momentum. And I felt like the D-backs were going to win that game. And that Nick Ahmed double to score Escobar. And Wyatt Mathewson, a homer to left in the fourth. I, I didn't think it was going to be a big D-backs game in terms of offense. Well, I thought they actually had a potential to be a big D-backs game in terms of offense because the way uh, the the way the game was moving, the way it started out was there was a lot of injuries out of nowhere for the Padres in this game. Ryan Weathers had to be taken out after the first inning. He threw one pitch and then the trainers came out to take a look at him. And no one really knew why. No one on the broadcast really knew why. So it was pretty weird to see. And so I thought the D-backs going to be against the Padres bullpen earlier than expected going against the bullpen earlier than expected. I thought that was going to be good for the team. I thought it was going to work out in the, the D-backs' favor, and uh, they really never got going against that uh, against that Padres' bullpen. They were able to get three runs over the next few innings uh, in total off the off the Padres bullpen, but they never did major damage because Ramirez, he gave up an earned run. Northcraft gave up an earned run. Pagan gave up an earned run. So if you look at it like that, every almost every reliever that came in gave up a, a, you know an earned run. Uh, at least three of the first four relievers that came in for the Padres gave up an earned run. So if you look at it from that perspective, the Padres bullpen wasn't getting it done, but it was really the D-backs bullpen that couldn't get it done because Tori Lavello had a quick, a quick, uh, a quick leash, I want to say, on Riley Smith. He did not waste any time. As soon as Riley Smith started to get into trouble in that fifth inning, he wasted no time to pull him out the game. Maybe you should have kept him in after he got into a little bit of trouble, but uh, Tori Lavello wasted no time, and he brought in J.B. Berskakis, the man, the mystery, the, the beast that everyone has loved since spring training, the guy that everyone believes has high potential, maybe as a back-end reliever, maybe as a closer, but last night is not going to be the highlight tape he wants to show to uh, to fans next season uh, if he if he wants a, uh, a spot on this roster because J.B. Berskakis got crushed when he came in for Riley Smith. The Padres had at 1.6 straight singles, just scoring run after run in that sixth inning. J.B. Berskakis never even recorded an out. Four hits allowed, three earned runs, uh, ballooned his ear right up to nine, just didn't look good. Uh, Alex Young at least came in, able to get out of it, pitched an inning, looked pretty good. Matt Peacock gave up one earned run, but Peacock has still been phenomenal this season. Yoan Lopez gave up three earned runs last night and just didn't look good at all. Kevin Ginkle came in right after him and gave up an earned run, and it feels like on days those two pitched together, they both give up earned runs, and today it was announced by the D-backs that Yoan Lopez has been optioned to the alternate site. Uh, I was not too surprised to see that. They they announced Chris Davinsky is coming off the restricted list and they're putting Yoan Lopez in the alternate site. And that's not too uh, shocking when you look at Yoan Lopez's recent game log because it has not been too pretty. This is a guy who allowed only one earned run in six of his first seven outings. 
that seven innings pitch during that time. But in his last four outings, the last three innings he's pitched, he's allowed seven earned runs. So Johan Lopez has been struggling big time. He's a two-pitch kind of guy who has the stuff when you're watching him. You're like, man, this guy's actually kind of electric when he pitches, but it just always seems to be in the middle of the strike zone and batters are always teeing off against it. So last night, not great pitching at all by the D-backs. Uh, offense didn't come alive either, but hey, the D-backs have been on a roll recently, and I had a lot of confidence uh, from them going into this game, and now they're still 12-12 and on the season, a 500 team, so I still think there's a lot of upside with this team right now, especially considering their next series is against the Colorado Rockies. Bumgarner's going to be on the mound Friday, which is kind of fun. I want to see how I want to see how he follows up that no hitter he just had against the Braves. So I'm still excited for this team. I'm still excited for the D-backs. I think they're still killing it right now. I mean, so far, I mean, the fact that they're 12 and 12, 24 games into the season, I, I think it's better than I would have expected. Honestly, I, I try to be cautiously optimistic about this team heading into the year. And right now, that's exactly what I am. So Happy for this team. Uh, I'm overjoyed with what this team is doing, even though last night wasn't a good performance because coming up, we're going to be talking about the game they did win against the Padres. But before we get there, I first want to talk to you guys about Locker Room because this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me, might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast through our Locker Room conversations. Go, go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, and NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Miller Thomas to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss out. I'm planning to be live this weekend, so I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Diamondbacks. See you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving art part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it. And again, let me just 
pull all my notes up correctly because I like to delete my notes as I go to make it easier. And so I want to talk about Tuesday's game a little bit because I think there was some positives from this game. I know it's a little bit farther back, but we didn't really get a chance to get to it. So I'm not really going to recap the game and go through it like I just did with the last game, but didn't want to talk about because Merrill Kelly was the starter for this game and he went uh, surprisingly six innings and allowed only one earned run. So you know what that means? It was Merrill Kelly's first quality start of the season. Finally, it was basically Toy Lovello as Thanos putting on the Infinity Gauntlet and getting that one final stone to fit perfectly in his gauntlet. And that was Merrill Kelly to complete the rotation of everyone at least getting one quality start on the year. Merrill Kelly was the only D-back starter to not do that. So happy to see he was able to do that. Six innings, only 95 pitches. And Merrill Kelly uh, was looking pretty good in that game. Merrill Kelly in a lot of games gives up a lot of hard contact because he just uh, notoriously notoriously isn't a very hard-throwing guy. But in that game, averaged 92 on his fastball, 91 on his sinker. He just... Was looking great out there, honestly. It was definitely the best Merrill Kelly we saw. He was moving pretty efficiently and pretty quickly through batters as well. And ground balls, the fly balls, he was pretty even. Six ground balls, six fly balls. So it wasn't like he was leaning one way or the other. Uh, I just really liked how Merrill Kelly looked in that game. Uh, it was very reminiscent of the 2020 Merrill Kelly. And when you look at that exit velo against Merrill Kelly, only an exit velo of 76 miles per hour against his fastball, which was the pitch he threw the most on the night. He threw it 34 times. So great job by Merrill Kelly in that game. And also what I want to talk about from that game, uh, which is just kind of to an overall point of the season, which is just Caleb Smith who came in after Merrill Kelly. Caleb Smith has been a huge bright spot, actually. I know I gave Caleb Smith a lot of crap during spring training. I know after his first start, I gave Caleb Smith a lot of crap as well. But this is a dude who, uh, I'm scared to say it, but the most reliable reliever right now in the D-backs bullpen. This dude has been a stud ever since getting moved to the bullpen. And if you look at his splits uh, as a reliever so far for the D-backs this season, it's actually insane what uh, Caleb Smith is doing is a 0.77 ERA with the D-backs as a reliever. One earned run over 11.2 innings pitch, 13 strikeouts to only five walks during that time. He's actually been pretty dominant, which is surprising because this was a guy who I was ready to cut off the major league roster after seeing his first start of the season. But now he's a real weapon as one of the only, yeah, what, one or two left-handed uh, pitchers in that bullpen. Uh, Alex Young is the other one. So uh, been thoroughly impressed with Caleb Smith this year. And if you look at some of his other numbers, uh, he's got some pretty impressive numbers that are a lot more improved than what he was doing in 2019. I'm not going to compare him to his 2020 version just because it was such a small sample size. But in 2019, we know Caleb Smith led the American League in home runs allowed, which is just something you don't want to see. But this year, his exit velo is down from 2019 and is down from 2020 as that matter too. 85.6 miles per hour this year, 88.6 miles per hour in 2019. And that launch angle is 23.4 degrees in 2019, only 19 and a half degrees this year. So some good numbers from Caleb Smith because this is a guy who I, I've been thoroughly surprised. He's got four 
pitch arsenal. Uh, he throws his curveball the least amount, definitely throws the fastball the most. And his fastball, it's not like he throws it hard. He's only averaging about 90.8 miles per hour on his fastball. So the thing with a lot of these D-backs pitchers, they don't throw very hard. You got to be able to locate and out of the bullpen, that's what Caleb Smith has been able to do. He's been able to locate effectively. And specifically, it's been his changeup and slider that's been really devastating uh, to opposing batters. His changeup on the year has a batting average against a 133, and his slider has a batting average against a 77. He's only allowed three hits total from those two uh, pitches all season. So Caleb Smith. Dominant guys so far for the D-backs out the bullpen. Uh, been super surprising. I, I don't think, I definitely didn't think this was coming for Caleb Smith. So I've been surprised uh, what I've seen from him uh, this season out the bullpen. And just one other takeaway from that game, as you guys already know, Cole Calhoun got hurt in that game. He's going to be going on the 10-day injured list. And it's just more bad news for Cole Calhoun because he started the season on the injured list. He missed the first few games, came back, and he's actually been pretty good so far for uh, the D-backs this season in the very, very small sample size. Uh, he got 292 average on the season so far in the small sample size that he has. Uh, he also, let me look at some of his other numbers here because I know I got them down, but in the last seven days, he's got 364 average with the home run, a 1053 OPS in his last seven days too, which is four games. So Cole, Cole Calhoun was heating up before this injury he he got injured try to trying to steal third base sliding into third looked like he hurt his hand so uh, that's basically the same thing that happened to Timmy LaCastro, who's on the injured list as well. So the D-backs are just getting hurt left and right with the injury bug. LaCastro, Ketel Marte, Cole Cajon, that's three outfielders down uh, for the D-backs, not to mention every closer they have uh, out as well. But as I said in the first segment, Chris Davinsky is coming back, which is going to be... Uh, yeah, well, we'll see what he adds to the bullpen mix because so far he he wasn't too good when he was pitching for the D-backs this season. Uh, but they they optioned Yoan Lopez for him, so they must think he's at least better than Yoan Lopez right now. But you never know. We'll probably see Lopez uh, back again uh, eventually, pretty soon. I'm guessing uh, they, these relievers are going to be alternated a lot. Yoan Lopez, we're going to see Riley Smith going back and forth. J.B. Brasakis is probably going to be going back and forth as well. Dalton Varsho, I, I want to see him in a couple games uh, as well before he gets sent back down. So a lot of injuries for the D-backs right now, but at least gives the young guys a chance to see what they have. And I think it makes for some pretty interesting baseball because we won't see Dalton Varsho a lot this year. So at least we get to see him now and see what he can do for the team. Now, We'll get into what the Pioneer League is doing, their radical idea in extra innings. But first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week had tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly price, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's discuss what the Pioneer League is doing. Because if you haven't heard, the Pioneer League is uh, basically, it's an independent baseball league partnered with MLB. And they're getting rid of extra innings and they're going to replace it with a home run derby. Basically a knockout style home run derby. Let me read you what ESPN has uh, about the description of what's going on. Under the rule, each team designates a hitter who receives five pitches with the game determined by the most home runs hit. If still tied after the first knockout round, in quotations, another hitter is selected for a sudden death home run face-off until a winner is declared. This rule is something that I absolutely love the idea of. Right now, we got the, as we all know, the extra a runner on second in extra innings and a lot of people there's a lot of mixed feelings and it feels more negative than positive uh let me know your thoughts on twitter but coming you know before i saw the rule implemented i was all for the rule i'm all about making the game more fun more exciting and speeding up the game and i think the rule has been able to make the game more fun more exciting and it has sped up the game a little bit but i feel like not by much Uh, i feel like extra innings are more exciting now just because you're already starting off with that man on second and there's a lot more drama going on but i don't really feel like the games are sped up even more even though the numbers might tell you extra innings are faster is it because there's a runner on second because i would just argue these teams are, are just getting hot in the extra innings honestly because when you're looking at the the games won in extra innings there's not a lot of these games that are won by one run that with that winning run being the guy that came over from second a lot of times in extra innings this year when a team wins it's because they're scoring three or four runs in extra innings in one inning and just breaking the game open it's not because of just that one runner because we saw a d-backs game earlier this year where they were just going back and forth with their opponent on scoring that one runner from second in extra innings and it made the game a little bit longer so i think in that regard, you can see a team or you can see a game be still be pretty long just because it is 
pretty easy to still score that runner from second. I think teams could go back and forth scoring that runner from second because all you got to do is lay down a bunt and then get that uh, maybe a pop fly or a ground ball. You just got to pretty much put the ball in play and then all of a sudden you got that runner home. So I think teams can uh, pretty easily do that. But uh, in terms of speeding up the game, I, I don't think it has had too much of an effect. And overall this season, in terms of the length of games, they're still as long as they were in 2020. And that's not really the actual runner, uh, the, the actual runner rules fault. That's not really uh, a correlation between those two. But in the end, games are still longer than they were five, 10 years ago on average. So it's not like games right now are being sped up even more. So, uh, if we're going to replace this new rule in extra innings, uh, I don't want to just see it be taken away. I want to see it be replaced and revised. And I love this home run derby idea. This is the excitement the, the baseball needs, the drama that they need. And you get a way faster conclusion than extra innings with the rule it is that with the rule that's in place now. Because that with the rule that's in place now, you can still go 18, 20 innings, honestly. It, it may speed it up on average over the course of a full season, but you're still gonna have long games. With this home run derby, you're guaranteed seeing a shorter game and just think about the drama just think about the d-back said hey it's extra innings we're sending christian walker or cole calhoun probably up for that home run derby and who knows maybe it's a cole calhoun versus a manny machado home run derby wouldn't that be fun maybe it's a Ketel Marte versus mookie betts home run derby i think that sounds a lot more fun than what they're doing guess what you won't have to wait two hours for it to see uh for it to be done Five pitches. That's all you get. You're getting five pitches. Now, I'm not sure who this pitcher is. I'm not sure if it's, you know, the manager coming out just throwing meatballs, if it's the umpire, if it's a designated pitcher on the roster. I'm not sure who that pitcher is, but all I know is it's better be fair on both sides. And I, I think that's the excitement uh, baseball needs. And this will certainly speed up the game. No more waiting around in extra innings. I would rather honestly just get a tie after 12 innings than just going to extra anyway. I'm all about seeing runs and having fun. And I'm all about the offense and uh Extra innings is not more fun for baseball. After watching nine inning game for three and a half hours, guess what? I don't want to watch another two hours of just extra inning baseball. And extra inning baseball can be a slog sometimes. Yes, uh, you know, it's win or go home. It's kind of sudden death in extra innings unless you're the away team, of course. But still... There is no extra excitement right now in extra innings, despite the new rule that they tried out this year. There is a little bit of extra excitement, but it's not by much. I would still rather the game be over, honestly, than going to extra innings. I'd rather you, if you're going to do that kind of rule, just make it, you know, just the 10th and 11th. And if you can't get it done after that, then it's a tie or do three more innings after that. I just need shorter games. And that's one of the reasons why I love doubleheaders is because you're getting seven inning game just tell me that wasn't a great double header by the d-backs when they went against the braves one hitter by zach allen no hitter by madison bugbarner uh by bumgarner of course there's still a lot of debate whether that should count as a no hitter we're counting it here on the lockdown diamondbacks podcast but i want to see more offense more excitement and the home run derby is sure to bring that think about the home run derby in the mlb all-star game it's probably the most watched event of any all-star game event across all sports maybe you can make an argument for the dunk contest but if it's not zach levine or aaron gordon in the dunk contest people aren't watching that there's always 
uh, big name players in the MLB Derby, always, always big time stars in the MLB Derby. So you're at least getting that star power and you're watching players do what they do best, which is hitting absolute nuke bombs out of the ballpark. And I, I think that just one of the most fun things because we love home runs. That, that's what the sport has devolved into strikeouts and home runs. And if you're going to give me a home run derby and extras, at least it lives up to what the game is. It leaves up. It lives up to the modern, the credence of the game of how the modern day game is played. All home runs are all strikeouts. Of course, that's a little hyperbolic, but still I, I like that idea. I'm glad that the pioneer pioneer league is trying it. I'm hoping Baseball tries eventually, and right now, I think baseball is taking a look in the mirror, saying we need to find new ways to speed up the game and bring in a new audience, and I think baseball is really trying hard in that area. I think they've been battered and bruised and uh, talked a lot of crap about uh, the last few years, especially Rob Manfred. Everyone hates Rob Manfred. He might be the most hated commissioner in sports next to Roger Goodell, but Goodell kind of embraces uh, embraces it. I mean, at the NFL draft today, he, he was encouraging the boos from the Cleveland fans. Rob Manfred, that man is just not built like that. I actually don't have a beef for Rob Manfred, unlike a lot of, uh, uh, unlike a lot of MLB hosts. I, I don't really care for Rob Manfred, but if he wants to increase offense and take away shifts and make the game shorter and bring a home run derby into extra innings, I'm going to love Rob Manfred because the more offense, the slower games, the better the sport. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about the evolution, baby. Now that's it for this edition of the Lock on Diamondbacks podcast. Remember to come back tomorrow. We'll recap their game tonight against the Colorado Rockies. And as always, Stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Baskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces!